there, and welcome back. Today, we're discussing the second hallmark of a life well lived. This is part two of eight, or something like that. And we're talking about exercise and physical activity and why it's good for you. So let's do this. Hey there, and welcome. I'm your host, Regina Topolson, registered dietitian, plant-based foodie, amateur athlete, mom of teenage boys, and one lucky girl, cancer survivor, and host of the Life Well Lived podcast. Living through cancer seemed like the hard part until I had to learn how to live after. We all want to feel healthy and safe and know that our life has meaning and purpose. If you're a patient, survivor, or caretaker, this is the place to find hope and inspiration through life's great disruptor and learn to live more fully today. All right, here we go. This is the Hallmarks of a Life Well Lived, Part 2. Today, we're talking about exercise. Now, the first hallmark of a life well lived is a healthy dietary pattern that supports health and well-being. And I discussed the benefits of a healthy dietary pattern in last week's episode, number 58. So it's information that stands on its own, and you can go back and listen to it anytime. This week, I'm presenting the evidence for the gifts of physical fitness, because it's more than just exercising. It's about moving your body in ways that bring you joy and bring you strength and allow you to do the things in life you want to do. You know, when we think about expanding our lifespan, right? We also think about expanding our health span because no one wants to like increase their lifespan by 20 years only so that they could spend more of it sick in bed or in hospitals or in hospices or that would be horrible, right? So the whole point of it is that if you're going to give yourself another 10 years of lifespan or 20 years of lifespan, you also want to be able to give yourself the same amount of time of health span, like the amount of time that you would be healthy and able to enjoy yourself and living life the way you want to, because otherwise, why bother? Well, okay, so what is physical fitness, right? Physical fitness is the ability to perform physical activity. It's just the ability to like, move a box if you need to move a box, you know, or lift a pan or a pot if you need to lift a pan or a pot, right? Some people can't do that because they don't have arm strength or they don't have back strength or whatever reason. You know, we all have physical limitations because of injuries or just because of our own lack of ability, right? Like as much as I might want to be like Wonder Woman, like that's just not going to happen. So even though in my mind, I'm still Wonder Woman. But okay, on to bigger and better things. So being physically fit is not about body image. 
It's not about being under or overweight. Being physically fit is about having the strength to do things in life, like I just mentioned. So what kinds of things? Well, walking up the stairs in your own house without being winded, right? Taking a walk with your partner or your animals. Swimming, running, biking, hiking, dancing, or anything else that you like to do. Being physically fit is so good for you. It makes your heart stronger, your muscles stronger, and more muscular. It gives you the ability to do what you like longer and makes you more flexible. Being physically fit or exercising is good for you on so many levels. So let's break it down a little bit. When you're physically active, everything in your body works better. Your digestive system moves things along. Your muscles are better able to support your skeleton, keeping you upright instead of hunched over. And I've already mentioned that it's good for your heart and it's also good for your brain. Exercise is good for your mental faculties. It helps you think sharper and retain information better and it improves your mood. Physical activity lowers bad cholesterol. It increases good cholesterol and lowers blood pressure. And because your heart is a muscle, exercise helps your heart function more efficiently even while you're at rest. Exercise also helps you use oxygen more efficiently, which is good for a healthy immune system. It also helps you keep things moving, protecting you from constipation and hence diverticulitis and may even protect against colon cancer. Physical inactivity is an independent risk factor for developing breast cancer. Physical activity regulates blood sugar and helps you avoid insulin resistance. It keeps your skin from sagging and helps you maintain a nice figure, which helps with body image. Exercise improves your reaction to stress, and exercising can help women with reproductive health with things like regulating periods, regulating ovulation, and fertility. But too much exercise can be detrimental to both men and women, so think moderate intensity most of the time with high intensity sprinkled in between. Did I mention that it improves sleep? What I love about the human body is that everything works in coordination. When you do something that benefits one part of your body, it usually has a positive effect on other parts of the body too. So when I mentioned that exercise decreases stress and helps you manage anxiety, those things in turn help you sleep better. And while you're sleeping, the brain produces a chemical similar to miracle grow for the brain. Researchers at the Dana-Farber Cancer Center found that this chemical affects fatty tissue in the body and controls calories stored and obesity. 
Now, remember from the last episode where I talked about the AICR recommendations for reducing risk of developing cancer, and one of them was to maintain a healthy weight. This is one way in which exercise can help you do that by acting directly on the brain. Physical activity keeps you younger, longer, and who doesn't want that? Researchers have found that muscles release a chemical that protects the telomeres that protect your DNA. DNA is your genetic information, and telomeres are like the plastic at the ends of the shoelace that keep your DNA safe and from unraveling. As you age, your telomeres get shorter and increase your risk of developing cancer and many other conditions. Engaging in physical activity keeps your telomeres longer, the result of which is you looking younger and being younger on the inside. So if these aren't enough reasons to exercise, if you need another good reason, well, you may not love the gym, but your brain does. When you exercise, your brain releases many chemicals that leave you happy. What are these chemicals? I'm talking about dopamine, serotonin, brain-derived neurofactor, and of course, endorphins. So if you want to be happier, go for a run, a ride, a swim, or dance it out in your living room. Whatever you do, take it from Nike and just do it. Now, exercise as medicine. Let's get down to business here. Exercise has been found to be an independent risk factor for developing breast cancer. I talked about this in one of my blogs on my website. And it may also be responsible for colorectal cancer as well. That means keeping all things equal, even if you are thin, not overweight, but have a sedentary lifestyle in which you don't move very much, you still have an increased risk of developing cancer. It's independent of a healthy diet, stress reduction, and all other factors. For breast cancer specifically, regular exercise can help to regulate hormone levels. Physical activity regulates blood sugar and insulin, as I mentioned before, which also helps to regulate weight. Now, one of AICR's 10 recommendations for cancer prevention is to be physically active at least 30 minutes, five times per week. And the great news is you get to choose what type of physical activity you engage in. If you haven't been active in a while, start slow and build up. Go longer and stronger as you feel more comfortable and you build up strength. So starting with like a brisk walk for 30 minutes a day is enough to get started. If you don't like running, that's okay. Try dancing, Pilates, bar, strength training. Also remember to start light if you're doing straight strength training 
or Tai Chi, Qigong, or yoga for balance. And, you know, if you have limitations, for example, surgery, or you've had shoulder injuries, or, you know, any number of things, just make sure you modify whatever you're doing to accommodate your limitations. It's okay to do that. If you decide to do some strength training, start out twice a week on non-consecutive days and work different parts of your body to avoid injury. So for example, if you go on Tuesday, work your upper body. And then if you go back on Thursday, work your lower body. Sometimes you might feel bored, but just like meditation, keep coming back because moving past the boredom, working through it is part of the process. Life isn't always exciting. We want it to be because social media has conditioned us to think that it should be. But the reality is that many things in life are just part of life. And as you keep coming back to the same task, exercise, over time, you may find new insights. I'm just going to tell you from experience. Going out on bike rides over and over again and going the same route because that's what's close to my house, sometimes it gets boring. You know, I've seen that same vegetation. I've seen that same bridge. I've seen that same path a hundred times. And sometimes I crave something new, but other times it just gives me the freedom to think about other things or acknowledge like something new on my path that I didn't see before, or maybe how the mountains look that day, because they always look different from day to day. And so I just feel like, though sometimes doing the same thing over and over again can feel boring, just coming back to it like meditation, you can get bored with meditation, just sitting there for three to five minutes or 10 minutes or 30 minutes, however long you meditate. And sometimes you just don't feel like it, right? But at the same time, if you just keep coming back to it, you move through that boredom and somehow you rediscover something new in the process. Or you get to a new season in your life and it becomes good again. My point is, stick with it. Now, exercise for weight loss. Many times losing just 5 to 10% of your weight, if you're overweight or obese, can do a world of good in terms of heart disease, diabetes, and even cancer prevention. Even a small amount of moderate intensity exercise can be a huge benefit. Many times, the people who see the most benefit are those that are sedentary and then start doing something. Even if it's not a lot, just the, the ability to start moving makes a huge difference. Now, a new study is showing that diet alone may not be enough, even if you're trying to hack your diet with things like intermittent fasting. Some people just lose weight slower than others. A recent randomized control trial 
showed that for women who had difficulty losing weight on a calorie-restricted diet, and who doesn't love restricting calories? The incorporation of exercise helped them decrease fat mass and improve skeletal muscle function. The bottom line of this study is that different people respond differently to diet and exercise. When you feel you've plateaued, consider changing up your routine by either adding exercise or changing the type or intensity depending on what you've already been doing. So now let's talk for a minute about injury prevention. To prevent injury, follow these guidelines. Warm up with a stretch. Start low and go slow. This is not a race. Remember that. Cool down at a slower pace and then finish with more stretching. And you can use the FIT model to track your fitness. FIT stands for frequency, intensity, time, and type. Now we've already talked about frequency, three to five days a week. Intensity of moderate intensity, five days, or vigorous intensity, three days of the week. Or you could do a combination like vigorous intensity three days and moderate intensity two days sprinkled in between the vigorous days. You can figure out your maximum intensity by subtracting your current age from 220. And that will be your maximum heart rate. Now, moderate intensity should be between 65 to 75% of that number. Vigorous activity would be 76 to 90% of that number. And listen, it's okay to get to 100% of your maximum heart rate, but just don't stay at that level for more than a few minutes. Some people use the talking or singing test. If you can sing or speak normally, you're probably not working hard enough. If you can't speak at all, you're probably working too hard. So find a sweet spot and then use that as your guide. Now time, we also talked about. A good time to strive for is 30 to 60 minutes of moderate activity, or the same amount for vigorous activity less frequently. So for example, when I go for a bike ride, it might be for several hours at a time, but the intensity varies during that time. Or I might go for an hour walk or a 30 minute run. Either way, it's all good for you. So whatever you choose, You just can't go wrong. And this is where type of exercise matters too. If you're doing something more strenuous, you could do it for less time or something less strenuous for longer time. What you do is entirely up to you and the types of activities that are appealing to you. If you're not interested in a type of activity, don't do it. Go do something else.
And that's it, my friend. That's what I've got for you today. Part two of the hallmarks of a life well-lived, which is exercise. And I hope that you've been feeling good and that you're able to get out and go do something fun. Remember, exercise is supposed to be fun, like hiking or, I don't know, just getting out in nature. I've been spending a lot of time lately reading books about nature and why we are so dependent on it. And it's almost a symbiotic relationship. Like nature needs us and we need it. And some of the things I've been reading have been really interesting about, for example, why the color green, why we can see green and other animal species can't, and why green is so pretty and comforting to us. I always find green to be a very calming color to look at. And also the fact that we have smell and taste receptors in our gut, if you can imagine. So more about that later, but I just really think it's such a cool thing that we are so closely tied with nature. And it's not surprising because, of course, we live on this beautiful planet. And the same way that it supports us, we should be here supporting it, you know, maintaining the right species of trees and flowers and bushes and plants and making sure that pathogenic species don't take over where natural species should be thriving. So, my goodness, that's a whole different topic on itself. We'll explore that later. For now, don't forget to get 30 to 60 minutes of exercise three to five times a week. And let me know how you're doing. As always, my friend, I hope that you have found this episode to be interesting and enlightening. And I hope that you will help me out by doing two things. Number one, sharing this episode with others who would find it equally interesting, fun, and enlightening. And number two, rating and reviewing the podcast wherever it is that you listen to it so that uh, other people can find it too. You know, the rating and reviewing is really like giving someone a recommendation, right? You like to get recommendations about books and movies to watch and things like that and podcasts to listen to, and so do others. And if they see that you recommend the podcast and have something nice to say about it, then uh, they would also probably get something out of it and enjoy listening to it. So anyways, I hope that you can do those two things for me, share it with others and rate and review it. And um, I send you all my love and big hugs. Until next time.